one piece of advice that I can give anybody is the road to success is not easy. There is no get rich quick program out there. So if you can grind and hustle and, you know, really talk to people, network, networking mm. is the key. Yeah. And it's so easy to do that. If the year 2020 has taught us one thing, it is that telecommunication is incredible. It is powerful and it is at your fingertips. Yeah. You don't have to drive 45 minutes to meet someone. You don't have to take a plane to go meet someone. Like you can do that at the comfort, like of your own desk at, at home. So you have that tool, use it, network and get all your answers, questions answered, you know, and things are possible. Your network is your net worth. Come listen to some of the most successful people I know. Share invaluable knowledge, stories, and advice in real estate, business, and beyond. This is Weiss Advice. Whether you want to take your business or personal life to the next level, look no further. Welcome back to Weiss Advice. I am your host, Yona Weiss, and it gives me great pleasure to have with me an incredible guest from the Pacific Northwest, way out in Seattle, Leka Devta. How are you? I am so good. And Yona, thank you for having me on your incredible podcast today. It is my pleasure. It really is. I mean, first of all, I heard you on the full length episode of Bigger Pockets, which to get on the Bigger Pockets podcast in my book is a great, uh, you know, it's a great feat. I've uh, been trying to convince Brandon Turner to, to get me on. He's like, well, do some more deals. Got to do some- <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, well, I'll try. Okay. But you did. And so if anyone wants to listen to that full, you know, her whole story, a lot what's going on, which we're not going to be able to cover today. Definitely check that out. I'll put a link in the show notes to the bigger pockets podcast. And um, just give, give you a little more background because you know, don't go and jump off this to listen to the podcast right now. Give you a little background, like a immigrated to the United States from India about 13 years ago. Okay. She was in the corporate world, you know, worked for Nordstrom and doing a lot of different things. She went into real estate originally by fixing and flipping homes. Okay. And that's something that a lot of people do, right? Because single families are the easiest kind of barrier to entry. Right. And she was doing that. She was a real estate broker, was doing awesome stuff, getting a lot of deals closed that and done to this day over 40. How many now? 40 homes. Uh, I want to say about 50 now. 50 homes, right? Fix and flips, including now transitioning more into multifamily and larger deals. Right. So that's very exciting. And just spoke around, I'd love to talk about a little bit more that she serves as an advisor on the board of a company called Certain Lending, which is a fintech startup for uh, lending, commercial real estate funding. So, or single residential funding mostly. And um, yeah, let's, Let's just jump into this. I mean, Leica, what, and you're active on social media. You have this awesome uh, podcast, which is like a meetup that you do. It's like a meetup slash podcast called Real Estate at Work. Uh, yeah. And you host amazing people. What have you found? I mean, in your transition from corporate into real estate full-time and being, you know, full-time, like really, I mean, she's like full-time in it, right? Yeah, Involved. Full-time. Yes. What's been, what was your biggest challenge? in making that transition? I think the biggest challenge is always the unknown. 
like going from a very structured corporate environment to every day trying to figure things out. You don't know what the road ahead of you looks like. And, you know, just finding those opportunities, finding what you're next. Like there's no playbook. There's no roadmap that any, anyone gives an entrepreneur and says, follow these steps and you'll be successful. And these are what your day-to-day activities should look like. So I think trying to figure that out was my biggest challenge. How do I keep myself motivated when nobody else is, you know, does even care about what I'm up to, what I'm doing. I think just going from that to, you know, starting to do deals and now doing more deals and bigger deals and learning was like the biggest challenge for me. And did you have anyone like in your life at that time that was, had done something similar or are you were kind of following the footsteps of anyone or what was that? I mean, <laughs> no, I wish I could say yes, but no, it was really like my love for real estate. Basically, you know, I didn't even know what that would look like eventually, but I just said, okay, I like building homes. We had just built our own personal residence with a builder and I really enjoyed the process. And so I was like, okay, what does that look like like as a profession? Mm. And so I started digging into it and that's how I was like, okay, maybe I should build a single family home, but that was just going to be way too much time, effort, um, and just, you know, uh, not having a good like framework for right. what that entailed. It involves it a lot, a lot more. Scary, yeah. It was a scary thought and a scary process to jump into which is how I discovered fix and flip and started to do that first. Wow. Amazing. So that's, that's incredible. So you just, you started off by building your own home and then transitioning into fixing and flipping, you know, random homes by buying them. And simultaneously you were, you know, a real estate broker. So were you brokering and finding deals that way through your brokerage for yourself? So, you know, I became a real estate broker three years into being an active into my career as a real estate investor. Mm. And I became a broker really to walk in and out of homes and not be on someone else's schedule. And that has now evolved into me mentoring other investors to buy and flip homes or buy and um, hold longer term rental properties. So it's just evolved and it's not something that I ever went into saying, I'm gonna be a real estate broker, just just happened. It's been great though. I love negotiating. So it gives me the opportunity to do that. Amazing. And you're still active in brokering as well? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm active broker. I closed about $10 million in, uh, you know, just retail sales this year. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Incredible. Wow. That's, that's amazing. So let, let me, let me ask you about this, uh, this certain lending. Cause you did mention it before we, before the show a little bit, but I think it's incredible just how that happened. You can describe how you got involved with this startup, you know, this fintech lending startup and what, what was that like? Yeah. So basically what happened was a few years ago, I was just, you know, I had some really big projects that I had undertaken and my lending partners were not cutting it for me. Either they, they were really expensive for a short loan term Mm. or they were inexpensive, but also very difficult to work with. Uh, just in terms of all the the rules and the regulations they had going into funding one of my projects. And so I was looking for a lending company that would just make it easy for me as an investor. I was an active investor. I had a great track record. So why could I not find a lending partner that was, you know, willing to just be flexible and be in my corner. And that's when the founders of certain lending, uh, Shreyas and Charles, 
two incredibly intelligent people reached out to me and said, hey, we have an idea for a fintech company that basically solves this lending piece for investors. Mm -hmm. And obviously I got super excited. And so we started to work together. I was their first adopter, their first investor. And I started advising them on what an investor is looking for, you know? So that investor perspective. And slowly, you know, I, I started to help evolve this company. Right. You know, just be, play a big role in it and what they've become today. And then I became an advisor on their board and they're now funding large commercial real estate deals. And it's really incredible to see that growth. Yeah, it's awesome to be a a part of that as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's not often, and that usually gives the most for me, like the most satisfaction Satisfaction. when you're, yeah, when you like see a project that starts off in the early stages and as it grows, you know, it takes on more, more life to it, you know, and it's really right. like, like your baby in a way where it's kind of growing up and you see it fly. So that's amazing. And so they've taken off with your help, obviously. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> that, that's all. So what, what about, you know, the, the commercial side of things? And I know you're, you're still a broker, you're still active in that, but you've kind of transitioned and did your first like larger multifamily project this year. What was that like? So it was still, I would say like, it was a four unit multifamily. Right. Um, so, you know, it was still small comparatively, sure. but it's been awesome to see that I could actually, you know, buy a deal, add value, raise equity, take all my money back out mm-hmm. and then rent that and make cash flow in a very hot market, like the Seattle market, where we're appreciating at six to 8% a year. Wow. So to find your appreciation to find a 1% rule for a rental, more than 1% rule, that was a big feat for me. I think that was a huge win. And I'm going to continue to do that. And, you know. Finding deals that size, those type of opportunities. And you think there's a lot more out there? Like 18 units, 50 units. So yeah, a part of, you know, what I'm doing for next year is I'm trying to put a fund together that'll go out and tackle these bigger projects. Gotcha. So okay. exciting stuff to come. Yeah, a lot of exciting stuff to come. That's, and and you're doing this, you know, simultaneously with you know with brokering yeah. and with having a family and all these things. I think it's just incredible. Are there other women that you kind of network with that are in a similar position in uh, in Seattle? Uh, yes, we are fortunate to have a very close knit real estate community in Seattle. Um, there's a couple of different women's groups. There's the REN and then there's Invest Her uh, mm. that have pretty large chapters in Seattle. And, you know, we're constantly networking. I'm all about empowering women to go find their own, like, to go blaze their trails. And so I'm always, like, encouraging, you know, putting people in touch with other people and just giving them some kind of wind to go crush things. And, you know, if I can do it, anybody else can. And first-generation immigrants, like, you know, you should have no excuses. This is possible. So I'm always about giving them that boost. Yeah, that's incredible. Because, you know, it's, it's daunting. Like you said at the beginning, like when you're in a corporate job and you think about taking that leap into the unknown, mm-hmm. and on top of that, having a family to provide for, and on top of that, you know, having... A whole, you know, a lot of other things going on 
to take that leap is not easy. And so you kind of need that support group. And you didn't, sounds like you didn't really even have that when you were going, when you were starting out. So to kind of have that now, it's probably very rewarding. Yeah. And you know, I think the thing is like back when I started seven years ago, there was no social media or massive Mm. networking groups online. Everything was done in person. We barely, we had one group and that was it. We created our own mastermind group, me and like five, 10 other people, but it was like, not like this. Like I couldn't, like I'd have to pick up the phone and ask for referrals or, you know, call like 15 summers to get one uh, good one. So it was different. Uh, The landscape was different. And I think that also taught me or gave me a really good foundation for everything else that I had coming down the line. So, you know, I'm, I'm glad to have started when I did. Well, if you could give one advice, like for someone who is in your shoes or is in your shoes now, like someone who's listening to this, maybe, and they're in a corporate job and, and maybe they're a woman also. And there's like, well, how can I get out of my comfort zone, take that leap and see what the opportunities are there in real estate? Yeah. One piece of advice that I can give anybody is the road to success is not easy. There is no get rich quick program out there. So if you can grind and hustle and, you know, really talk to people, network, networking Mm. is the key. And it's so easy to do that. If the year 2020 has taught us one thing, it is that telecommunication is incredible. It is powerful and it is at your fingertips. You don't have to drive 45 minutes to meet someone. You don't have to take a plane to go meet someone. Like you can do that at the comfort, like of your own desk at, at home. So you have that tool, use it, network and get all your answers, questions answered, you know, and things are possible. Sure. Absolutely. No, that's awesome. Be amazing deals. There's always going to be incredible people who help you. So don't get intimidated. It's easy. That's awesome. And are you focused like in Seattle uh, exclusively in terms of your own investments? Yes, I am. Um, I did buy one triplex in Florida and it's performing horribly. So I'm like, that just should teach me a lesson to just stay in my backyard. But I am open to doing larger deals um, like in Austin or North Carolina, like some, some hot market. But for now, yes, all of my, most of my, 90% of my projects are around Seattle. Yeah. Okay. Okay. No, because, because, you know, I know there's people all over and you talk about the the ease at the fingertips of the networking that's happening. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, I appreciate you, you know, joining me on our weekly Wednesday night meetups. That's a lot of fun. Which and, is amazing. And I have met some incredible people through your event, Yona. So thank you for that. And also you are one of the most talked about guests that I've ever had on my virtual event. So also thank you for that because people always ask me like, Hey, can I, can I, you know, get more information about the cost segregation King? So that's great. <laughs> awesome. That was a lot of fun. We had, uh, we had a good, uh, a good, uh, get that was also together with Kaylee. Right. So that was, yes, that it was, was really because of her. I mean, she brought, she brought all the good, uh, all the <laughs> good people. To it. <laughs> it was Royal. Let's yeah, it was, it was Royal. The King and the Queen. Department queen, queen with the Casa King. So a match made in heaven. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Because no, the reason why I asked you about like the networking and, and the virtual stuff, like it, it is at our fingertips. And and I love that. And you were meeting people and partners, people I've seen it happen on those meetups, but there's opportunities like all over the country. Like you would have never thought 
like invest like a few years ago, ever think about investing in Austin or in North Carolina, like you just mentioned now? So never. difficult. Never. Right. Never. Right. Yeah. But now you could potentially now, find a partner. Exactly. exactly. You know, you have good friends that you make through these events and they have your back and they can introduce you to their local networks. And man, the world is your oyster. <laughs> incredible. It really is incredible. I love wow. that. I think, I think you're right. That's probably the best. And especially going forward in 2021, the number one piece of advice I'm going to just keep giving people is just keep putting more time and energy into networking and finding those right people. Cause you never know what kind of opportunities come your way through that. Exactly. hundred percent agree. Well, awesome. Well, I want to jump right into the final four because this is an opportunity to kind of open up these questions to see where this takes us because, you know, I love to, to get a different perspective from all of my guests. And so the first question I love to ask, and you can go any direction you want with these, but what's mm -hmm. the worst job that you ever had? Hmm. Uh, okay. So when I moved here from India, I wanted to work in fashion because that was my background back in India. And I was in, I was a pretty large, I had a, a senior position as a fashion merchandiser for a very large house, fashion house in India. So moving from that position to a new country, I was fortunate enough to be in Seattle where, you know, it is the headquarters of Nordstrom. Mm. And so I was like, great, like I can get an awesome job at Nordstrom corporate, but it wasn't the case. Because what Nordstrom back then, uh, 15 years ago, was doing was, and they still do this, they, they still do this, uh, but they want every one of their corporate employees to start from the floor, mm. selling stuff, to understand the customer, to understand the work ethic. And Nordstrom, as you know, is just based on their customer service, and they, you know, shed a lot of em emphasis and importance on that. And so I started selling shoes at the Nordstrom flagship store and boy, and soon I became like the, the department manager. Like I headed one of the largest shoe departments in the country, but it was one of the most challenging jobs that I had. And what was also funny is I was like mad that, uh, that I had to do this yeah. to get to the final, you know, role that I wanted, but also the, one of the founders sons, Eric Nordstrom's son was my stock boy. And I had to basically make him work under me, knowing that I would one day work for him. And so, you know, it was just, it was just a really funny time. And I had, here I was overqualified to have this position, mm -hmm. but it was something that, you know, I just, it was just another obstacle I had to overcome to get to the ultimate role, wow. but I did it. And it was, it was not my best, but wow. I did it. Yeah, that's that, that sounds like it'll be a challenge with all those, you know, with all those factors with that, you know, the, the boss's son. Yeah. <laughs> As your stock boy, that's not a lot of fun. Okay, second question for you. Tell me about a, a book that you've read that's given you a paradigm shift. So not just any book, but something that's helped yeah. kind of change your mind. You know, when I first moved from corporate to real estate, I read a book called Mindset by Carol Dweck. And that is such a powerful book to read anytime you're in a, at a crossroads or about to start something new because she like very easily identifies, you know, 
your mind shifts, mindset shift from mm. being a follower to a leader. And I think that was powerful for me, just learning from that experience and how I needed to shift my own mindset to be able to go do bigger, better things. Mm. So mindset for anyone wow. that's just starting out. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and it's really all about the mindset, but to have kind of a, a framework and a, you know, a roadmap right. to, to make those decisions and kind of understand where those mindset shifts are, are coming from. I think it's important. Oh, very good. We're going to check that out. Third question for you. What is a skill or talent that you would like to learn? Ooh, a skill or talent. Uh, this has nothing to do with real estate or anything professional, but I would love to be a killer saxophone player one day. Really? Yeah. I, I started to learn to play the sax uh, about eight years ago and it's sat in my closet since. Um, but I'd love to pick it up and really like kill it. Oh, amazing. Have, you, have you, have you done experience with any other music? Yes. So I used to play the trumpet and the bugle and the flute um, oh, okay. in, in school and college, but yeah, the sax would be amazing. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. It's a beautiful yeah. instrument. You know, and if you have that experience with the reeds and the, you know, those kind of instruments, right. it definitely helps you. Right. Very cool. Okay. And our fourth and final question is what does success mean to you? Ooh, uh, it is just having the satisfaction knowing, you know, who you are and what it is that you achieved and having your kids talk about you and your work ethic, it has nothing to do with the amount of money you can make or, you know, the places you can travel to. It's really like just proving to yourself what you are capable of. Amazing. Wow, that's beautiful. And are you, I mean, what, what is it, you know, if you could sum it up in one, in one sentence, like where are you in, uh, in getting there? Uh, I think I've done pretty well so far. Um, and, you know, I'm, I'm always about going out and having a huge learning curve and learning more and challenging myself further. So I'm never going to be uh, satisfied, which is not a good thing. But at the same time, learning a new skill gives me just great joy. Right. And I'm always yeah. going to die learning a new skill. Oh, I no, that's amazing. But, you yeah. know, what's funny about that is that that's that in of itself is an incredible legacy. You know, you talk about the success of just, you know, leaving that, having your kids to be able to talk about who you are, what you've, what you've accomplished. Like that to me is probably one of the best pieces of that puzzle. Like, Oh yeah, this is who I look up to because they're constantly learning. They're constantly yeah. trying to do new things. That's, you know, and I think everyone, I encourage everyone to kind of take that on. That's yeah. what everyone should be doing till the, the end of their days. If you're just kind of stagnated, you know, you're just leaving, yeah. living a life where you're just on status quo and just keeping coasting through whatever you've had, right. that's not going to be too good. But if you're in your old age, continue learning, you'll continue growing. So true. So true. Yeah. Amazing. That's who I aspire to be. <laughs> Beautiful. Lake, Lego, what, how can our listeners find you or reach out to you if they want to? Okay, so find me on LinkedIn. I honestly didn't even have a LinkedIn. I wasn't active on LinkedIn till March this year. 
And so, you know, and it's been, it's just opened up my eyes and ears to so many cool uh, opportunities and helps me meet new and cool people every day, really doing, being active and doing things. So find me on LinkedIn, uh, just my first and last name, Leka Devta. And if you want to see some fun posts from me, then go follow me on Instagram. Same, you can find me on Le- as Leka Devta. And that's just my cool Instagram side. Amazing. Okay. Well, everyone has to have different sides to them. Uh, I, 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 I'm, uh, I'm less, uh, I guess, what, what's the word I'm looking for? Less diverse in that regard that I kind of share on all, on all uh, different forms, the same kind of stuff, but I'm, I'm boring in that way. So, oh. <laughs> uh, but it's been great speaking with you. Like it's really been a lot of fun. I appreciate you taking the time and joining me. And I, I I've definitely learned a lot more about you and about what makes you tick. And I hope our listeners have gained a tremendous amount too. Thank you, Yona. You are someone I have learned so much from this year and I really appreciate everything that you put out there because it's just amazing what you've done. Thank you. you. I appreciate that. And to our listeners, thank you again for listening. Remember, the best advice comes only when you ask. Real quick, I have one question for you. Did you like this episode? If you did, I wanna ask you a huge favor. See, the biggest thing that helps this podcast grow and that will spread this message to the whole world is that if you leave a review, a rating, and subscribe to the podcast. What that does is it basically tells the platforms that this podcast is out on is that you like my stuff and I'm doing something right. So take a few seconds out of your day, hit that subscribe button, leave a rating or review. I would be extremely grateful. Also, I wanna hear from you guys. So I wanna hear some feedback. If you have any questions for future episodes, please find me on LinkedIn, send me a DM, a connection request, Yona Weiss, and I'd love to hear from you.